Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, I have several members of our itinerary rehabilitation team here today to really talk to us about IRT and how we are assisting uh, individuals, mainly seniors in their homes, to remain independent and more self-sufficient. So I want to welcome you guys today to the Navigating Blindness podcast. How are you guys doing? Great. Thanks for having us. All right. Cool. Well, before we get started, let's let's. Uh, I want to just um, go around and uh, talk to each one of you and see how long you guys have been working here at Bosma and what brought you, uh, you know, to the rehabilitation field. So I'm going to start with you, Marcia. Can you tell us your title and how long you've been at Bosma and working in the in rehab? Certainly. Um, so I'm Marcia Egan. I'm the itinerant rehabilitation kind of community-based services manager here at Bosma. I have been with Bosma um, a little over five and a half years, going on six years, starting as a part-time IRT and then moving into the manager position. Um, but in total for the rehabilitation field, because I had a career prior to coming to Bosma, uh, probably been in the field over 35, maybe 37 years uh, working in some uh, aspect of uh, uh, rehabilitation. So, uh. Amy? Hi, um, I'm Amy Planalp, and I've been with Bosna for just about four years. And um, I'm an occupational therapy assistant um, through education and worked as a occupational therapist in the school setting for about 20 years with various um, disabilities and, and diagnosis and moved to Bloomington and took a part-time job with Bosna um, working um, solely with people who are visually impaired. And Molly. Hey, so my name is Molly Newland and I have been with Bosma the shortest amount of time on our team. I've been here about a year and a half. And um, my background before coming to Bosma was um, an elementary school teacher. So I was in the classroom for about 12 and a half years before I came to Bosma. So um, definitely a, a background in education, um, not so much a background in the rehabilitation part of it, but they go so hand in hand and um, just kind of teaching a different clientele, a different uh, set of skills. So it's been really it's been really good. All right. Well, yeah, once again, thank you guys. So, uh, Molly, I'm going to throw this first question to you. What is IRT? What is the purpose of our itinerant rehab teachers? And what kind of clients do we serve? So the point of our IRT is we typically, the, the meat of our services are tend to be our senior clients. Um, and we, the whole goal is to help people stay as independent as possible within their living space. Um, so we do a lot of uh, training and teaching our clients how to do those specific tasks around the house that tend to be very difficult, um, including, you know, cooking, some cleaning, uh, organizing, labeling things, how to identify different things around the house. Um, just, thinking about what's going to make the, their lives a little bit easier. Uh, what are those simple tasks that, you know, really we take for granted when we're sighted that, that as you lose your vision, because a lot of our clients are, are losing their vision, not necessarily 
their vision is all the way gone at this point, but we have those two. But just how can we take that task that with vision takes, you know, just a couple of seconds sometimes and and without vision or with limited vision can really take a, a just really long time and be very frustrating. How can we make that simple again? Or how can we make that a little bit easier um, just to kind of maintain what they're used to, just kind of make those tasks easy again or easier for them to do quickly and efficiently? When you say senior, what age range are we uh, starting with? Marsha, you want to do, you want to answer that? Certainly. Um, so with our senior population, it's 55 and older. Um, we actually, in the last report I did to the state, we have served um, over, well, 258 of the individuals over the last six months from October to March, and 101 of those were 85 and older. So our mean age is about, uh, our average age is about 80, um, upper 70s to 80, but it starts at 55 and older. Okay, so um, so what part of the state uh, does our IIT instructors uh, cover? Um, this is Marsha. We cover basically the entire state. Through our OIB kind of senior program, we cover about 51 counties, and I have five staff, or about four and a half, because Amy uh, works part-time. But each IRT covers multiple counties throughout the state. And then we also get referrals from um, vocational rehabilitation. We have a contract with Anthem kind of Medicaid where we get referrals for other counties that are outside of our typical OIB kind of senior territories. And then we serve some people just pro bono where they're not able to get services anywhere. So I would say we cover the entire state but primarily um, at least those 51 counties under the um, OIB, our, our senior grant, older independent blind grant uh, program. Okay. So we do it all. So we do. We do it all. Yes. Yeah. We, we're County, all over. County, Clark County. Yep. All, all, uh, all areas. So what is the uh, leading cause of vision loss for most of our clients? So I would say, and Molly and Amy may encounter some different situations, but because of the um, age of our seniors and that's our their biggest, the largest number of people we serve, mostly it's macular degeneration. And so, again, as Molly alluded to, it's at varying stages. Some are at the very beginning stages of maybe just losing that central vision. We also see a lot of individuals with um, diabetic retinopathy, glaucoma, cataracts. Those are probably the, the, the primary ones, but vision is impacted by people who have experienced strokes or uh, uh, traumatic brain injuries, trauma, any number of things. But I don't know if Molly or Amy, if you have seen other prevalence in uh, vision loss with any of the seniors or, or clients you have worked with. I, I think that you've covered most of them. So um, far with uh, dealing with um, seniors, I know, you know, when you lose your sight, you definitely, uh, it's definitely an adjustment period right there. So what are, what are our seniors mainly wanting? You know, do they really just want to be uh, able to just be at home, age in place? Or what are, the, are most of our senior clients wanting? What are you guys hearing, you know, about clients and what do they want from the program? This is Amy, and I can I can kind of answer what what my experience has been with clients. Um, when we ask what is the goal of contacting Bosna, what is your goal and hoping um, to accomplish after work, 
working with us? And I typical answer is, I just want to be able to do things for myself and be as independent as possible um, and not change in my living space, not have to move out of my home. Right. So what kind of tools do we provide? I mean, I know we got so many gadgets out there in the world right now. What are some of the the most sought after tools that individuals, you know, mainly our singers who can what can they use at home to be even more independent? What kind of tools are we showing them out there? There one of the things that Amy was saying is, you know, just being as independent as possible. And when you're losing your vision, even something as simple as being able to tell what time it is. Yeah. It, you need to ask or they, you know, a lot of our senior clients or very senior clients don't have like the cell phone technology that some of our younger clients are using. And so simply just asking what time it is, is something that they have to rely on other people for. So that's something that is just kind of a silly thing that we just don't even really think about, but a talking watch or talking clock or something lets them gain so much more independence, just simply not having to ask what time it is. And it makes them feel so much better. Man, you, <laughs> I'll let Amy answer you, too, but you, you, hit it on the head. you hit it on the head because, you know, simple thing is telling time when I lost my sight 24 years ago. I mean, we didn't have all these gadgets like we right. have now. So I'm going to tell you how I used to tell time was just really how I used to watch TV. <laughs> so yeah. depending on what court show was on, okay, I think right. I come on at 2.30. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I have so many clients that say that. Well, Judge Judy starts at three. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I was telling time. Like, okay, the census come on at six or six thirty. Yeah. <laughs> that's sad. I'm putting myself out there. But so what other <laughs> what other gadgets do we have that's been uh, very popular for our senior clients? I would say this is Amy, and I would say um, two of the things that a lot of the the clients. Uh, report on after saying they don't know how they've gone without it um, is a magnifier. When we um, visit a client, we do a magnification assessment and we carry in our little tool bag different magnifiers of different strengths. The lowest that we carry is a 3.5 and we can go up to a 10. And um, when you go to a store, a lot of people will have a magnifier that they purchased from a um, maybe Amazon even or a drugstore. And it's typically the highest would be a two. So the difference between a two and a 3.5 can be the difference of reading the back of a box and labels and um, mail, the outside of the mail or envelopes. And so that is usually, um, we we have clients that are in tears when they can finally read that and, and have a device that allows them to use their vision to read. Um, another thing that is really helpful for clients who have some vision, um, as our eyes age, they are not as effective as keeping that sunlight out and glare, um, not only hurts our eyes, but it, um, decreases our vision. It, it gets in the way. We need a lot of light when we get older to see, but then that light can produce a glare. And one of the, the things that we also assess for is glare shields, which are like sunglasses. They're non-prescription, but um, we have different colors and um, everyone is pretty unique in, in what they choose. Not everybody with macular degeneration chooses the same shade, um, but we will typically have a, a pair that 
They could wear indoors, like if they're inside, it's very, they're light colored and it reduces the glare. Sometimes on the TV, it reduces the glare um, just when they're sitting at dinner so that they're able to see their food a little bit better. Um, then we also assess them for a pair for outdoors and that could be amber or dark plum or a different color. And people say that when they put those glasses on and they find the right color, um, for the first time in a long time, their eyes finally relax. And you can, can see like the creases and the, the, the tension in their forehead kind of re releases. So the, I think those are two of the things I get the most comments about. What about the, uh, the Amazon diet? I know that's been popular. Uh, our senior clients kind of uh, navigating to that because, you know, sometimes technology, some people shy away from it. So are they kind of enjoying that that access that that Amazon dot echo brings you know to their lives it it kind of this is Amy again it kind of depends on the client um yeah. just like all of our cases are really individualized and mm -hmm. um sometimes I'll, I'll work with a client who's 89 who picks up on that using the echo dot really well and they they can't imagine being without it and then I'll work with clients who might be in their late 50s or 60s who um, just don't seem to get the hang of it and haven't found a use for it. So it's it's pretty interesting. You, you never know when you're talking to a client who's going to benefit from one. Okay. Marsha, I'm going to throw this next question to you. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the Senior Connections Program and um, how that is really helping uh, individuals stay connected and be able to talk to others who may be going through what they're going through, you know, play games and just have some type of outlet. Certainly. So we have a Bosma Connections program. It is a telephone activity line. Donetta Richardson is the coordinator for that, and she facilitates pretty much all the, the sessions. So sometimes, you know, Amy or Molly or a volunteer may help with those. And we probably offer, I think, about 10 of those sessions a week. And it varies from activities. Like um, you said, it could be crosswords, which is very popular, trivia. They have a book club. Sometimes it's a guest speaker coming on. And what this program does allow when our IRTs are out meeting with um, seniors, you do find that sometimes they're looking for a connection because there's no longer driving. They're a little bit limited to just being at home. So we try to connect them with um, this activity program and it really does um, vary. Participation, actually, there's probably at least uh, anywhere from probably 32 to 40 individuals on every activity. It can kind of vary because they can pick and choose which ones are of interest to them. But the impact that this had, especially in the pandemic, is that we saw an increase in the number of people that we were reaching out to and who were connecting with this because it gave them um, some of that social interaction where they were feeling very isolated because not only from a, being senior with vision loss, but also because of the pandemic restricting lots of other activities that they might have typically have been participating in, in their place of residence or, um, you know, with friends and family. But it's a very active uh, program. Like I said, at least 10, 10 activities a week, each of them run about an hour. Um, I'm busy. So how how, um, how has the pandemic kind of affected the way we are serving clients within the community? So, um, and Molly and Amy can share on this that they um, kind of some of their direct experience. But what we found is when when everything started to change, 
<clears throat> we kind of had this United Way grant that we were part of this uh, outreach. But what it made us do from an IRT standpoint is really look at how can we still get services to our consumers? Because we serve over 400 seniors every year. We actually served uh, over 500 and I don't remember the exact number, over 500 individuals through our IRT program um, last year, even throughout the pandemic. And it continues to you know, kind of keep up at that pace. We really looked at changing our model from going out to that person's home for that first visit to actually starting our services over the phone to get to know the individual over the phone, to identify some of their immediate challenges. Perhaps we could identify a couple of those at that adaptive aids like a talking clock, um, perhaps a large print calendars, you know, whatever those little things might have been. And then we would do a follow up visit with, um, an in-person visit so we could assess for those magnifiers and filters and lighting. We also really got creative with how we provided services because all of the rehab and nursing facilities kind of went on a lockdown. And so even if we were going to somebody's home initially, we looked at if the weather was nice, can we meet outside? We still did all our PPE, maintained social distance, but we really started getting creative of how can we still get services to these individuals who are desperate for, you know, something uh, during this time period. So it's been a very positive throughout this whole negative bad thing. It's really been a very positive, uh, had a very positive effect on our services and how we can um, still meet the needs of our seniors. Now, Amy and Molly may have had some other experiences because they were out there, but if so, if they want to share additional. I think you hit the nail on the head. It was really it was a challenge at first and and trying to limit, you know, our in-person services, which we kind of always thought that was really the meat of our services, but getting to know people and getting to know their challenges ahead of time kind of lets us provide, like when we do meet someone for the first time in person, it's almost like they say, it's, this is like Christmas morning. We come bearing gifts and we have things that we had already talked about so we can actually the first time, you know, they don't really consider our phone call. We consider it um, our first visit, but to them, our first visit is always in person. And it's kind of nice that we come the first time with supplies and things to help them right away immediately. And it's just been really kind of a positive um, thing. I think at first we were all a little bit skeptical or nervous, or are we going to be able to provide the same level of services that, that we're used to, but it really ended up kind of being really great. And it's something that we plan on continuing doing that first uh, first meeting over the phone. And then when we see them for the first time, we get to we get to come with gifts and things that can help them out right right away, which is really important. Definitely. Definitely. I know our programs team got very creative uh, last year. I mean, we were doing care packages. We were making sure that individuals were taken care of doing mental and uh, wellness checks, and then you had the uh, the phone lines, you know, to talk, the referrals and resource lines. So I think it opened up a whole new world for you guys and just really expanded your your reach throughout the state of Indiana. And definitely. Great it job. really did. And when we were doing those wellness checks, you know, when we kind of had our United Way uh, funded grant to kind of contact previous clients, um, it really sparked a lot of our previous clients to contact us again. And uh, that's something that certainly can happen is your vision. You know, we kind of have talked about this a little bit 
that, you know, as you, the onset of age related visual loss, you know, is a progressive thing typically. And so I'll tell my clients when we're finished, I'll say, okay, well, I'm going to close out your case. Um, but you know, if circumstances change and I hate to like say, you know, if your vision decreases, because sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but most of the often it, it's kind of a gradual thing. Um, if your circumstances changes, your vision changes, or you move, a lot of times they'll move into a different location or a smaller place or an assisted living, and they kind of need assistance, you know, orienting themselves or, you know, putting the, the little labels on their appliances again, things like that. They, that kind of sparked a lot of our previous clients to say, oh, I haven't heard from, I, you know, I forgot about that service that I had. And now I'm in this different location and I'd like to have those services again. And um, it was kind of nice to check in with those people and kind of get them reacclimated to their new vision or their new location or things like that. So it, it you know, being creative kind of sparked a whole new wave of. That's great. That's great. So, um, so how does an individual sign up for um, our programs if they want to learn more, if they want to reach out and get services? How would they go about, you know, connecting with our Center for Visionary Solutions? They could call um, Aaron C. He is our intake coordinator. And that number is 317-704-8254. He can uh, help them get started with our intake process and gathering information. If for some reason they can also, you know, can't reach him at the time because he works part time. They can also just contact our um, general Bosman number, ask uh, for Aaron C or um, our IRT services, and they will get their call redirected to to him or to Megan to help us uh, get things started. And what about our uh, senior connections? Do they have to be uh, signed up to receive services to be involved with the connections program, or is that something that they can? Call and just enjoy so you have to be 55 or older, and they can again call in Aaron to get things started. Um, they do not have to have received services through um, our IRT um, program to be part of Connections. They do have to live in Indiana and be uh, 55 or older, and so we can connect them also through that intake line uh, for Connections. Well, once again, I want to thank you for all you guys have been doing within the community out here with our community-based services and uh, making sure that we are able to reach those clients who may not be able to, you know, come to our center. So uh, thank you, Molly, Amy, and Marsha. And uh, if you guys want to learn more about Bosma, please visit us on the web at www.bosma.org. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on Apple and on Google and on SoundCloud and all of our social media channels. And I'll speak with you guys next week. Thank you.